You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Open Forum Wednesday. I hope that you are doing well. We've got... The Western Conference Finals beginning tonight with Golden State and Dallas. Last night, uh, the Miami Heat, boy, they got that game gift wrapped before it started. No Al Horford uh, due to health and safety protocols and no Marcus Smart with the mid-foot sprain. That is just, you're not beating Miami without two starters. And Marcus Smart does so much for that team. So, you know, they, they, they're not winning this series number one without Marcus Smart and don't know when Horford's coming back, but you know, that's first and foremost, they've got to have those guys uh, on the floor. Jimmy Butler, obviously in the third quarter went off. He was unbelievable. Uh, The Boston Celtics had absolutely no answer for him, but you know, when you're down right before the game starts and you find out that two of you guys can't go, they knew that Smart was questionable, but there were those that thought he would play in game one, but now you know, that puts the Celts uh, in a very difficult spot. Again, tonight, you've got Dallas at Golden State uh, with game one. All right, we talk about the upcoming NBA draft with the Kings moving up from seven to four. Most people, most people in their mock drafts have by, they have six guys, seven that are going to be there. And no, no specific order, okay? You have Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp. Okay, those are the names that are bouncing around the top on most boards. All right. Now, personally, I don't think there's any way in the world that if Chet Holmgren is there at number four, that the Kings are taking him. There's just no way they're taking him. All right. Uh, I don't think Orlando's taking him, but he will be probably not on the board anyway when the Kings get to him. All right. So you have Holmgren, you have Smith, you have Bancaro. Again, a lot of mock drafts have the Kings taking Jaden Ivey uh, out of Purdue. Coming up on my podcast on Friday, we're going to analyze these players with a guy that really studies them and is outstanding in his draft previews, and that's Aaron Torres. He's going to join me on this show on Friday, and we're going to go in depth with a lot of these players, all right, because you just do not know, all right? But here's what I do know. All right, I've got a very special person that wants to get in on the program. Uh, Bella B., the big Calgary Flames fan, all right, the Battle of Alberta tonight with Calgary and Edmonton. And Bella, you got to hit your uh, microphone icon. And once you do that, a little green light will pop up, a little green dot. 
uh, on your avatar, and that way you'll know you will be on with me. So we'll give you a chance to uh, figure that out. Tell you what, Bella, I'm going to put you back in the audience just for a minute, and then uh, we can do that. She would be a great caller uh, on the Jim Rome show. And so we do got some hockey to talk about tonight. I am going to be in front of my TV set in about one hour for the Rangers and the uh, Carolina series. And I know that Bella is going to be right in front for uh, the Battle of Alberta, all right, with Calgary uh, and Edmonton. So, Bella, I want to talk to you, but you got to hit that microphone icon on your device. I'm not sure what device you're using, but there's a little device uh, that looks like a, a microphone, and you hit that, and you would be on with me, all right? So we'll have you work on that for a minute. You can look for it. Tell you what I'm going to do, Bella. I'm going to put you right back in the audience. Oh, there you go. All right, Bella, you found it. So hit your hand icon. And then we'll put you right on again. She's got it. I'm happy for her. First time caller here on Listen App and uh, happy to have her. So just hit your hand icon again, Bella. You did it right. I've taken you out of uh, stage. There you go. All right. So again, if you listen to Jim Rome, as you should, uh, you'll hear Bella uh, from time to time. She's like a household name uh, on that show. She's great. All right. And again, she loves uh, the hockey and a big Calgary Flames fan. All right, Bella, hit that mic icon. And we'll put you right on and we can uh, chat with you. It's been a long time uh, since I have talked. And for everyone else that's listening, all you got to do is hit your uh, hand icon. And when I put you up on stage, you hit that microphone icon. And there you go. Bella, how are you? Hi. I I actually, I, I just was trying to wave at you, Grant. I, I had no, I mean, I'm so nervous about this first game with the Battle of Alberta. And, and I, know. I am so I know. superstitious. I like oh, I are. only stand and I walk clockwise around watching the game. Like, so being on here tonight, if Calgary loses, I'm probably oh going to block you. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Calgary joking. cannot lose. No, 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 no. I am now, I am now uh, in addition to the Rangers. Okay. And I will watch both games tonight. I am big time, big time rooting for Calgary. I'll tell you, that was a great series. I love, I love that series uh, with Dallas. I love Calgary and, uh, the, you know, listen, you know this. I don't have to tell you. I've been a hockey fan all my life, but there's nothing better than the Stanley Cup playoffs, and there's nothing better than overtime in Game 7. You and I were as nervous, okay? I was as nervous as you were, trust me, because the Rangers and the Flames were in the exact same situation. Yes. On Sunday, all right. right? Yep, all that's right. correct. Can I go now? Can I go? Because yeah, I'm shaking. You, like I'm, but right, thank you, you. you. Yeah, you take care. It's great hearing your voice. You be well. Nice to hear right. you. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, there we go, Bella. Appreciate you too. That's Bella from Calgary, who's very superstitious. But what she does not know is that um, when she comes on with Grant Napier, there is no jinx, okay? So we have just given uh, the Calgary Flames a big boost here, okay? Two game sevens for Edmonton and Calgary. They both prevail, and it's the Battle of Alberta tonight. I'll tell you right now, that is going to be one hell of a series. And speaking of one hell of a series, what a disgrace the fans at the Florida Panther games were. How embarrassing is that? Hey, if you're a fan of the Florida Panthers and you were at the game last night, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, number one, your team won the President's Trophy, best overall record in the league. Number two, you're in the second round. Number three, you're playing your cross-state rival, all right, in Tampa Bay. Number four, the crew on TNT in between the first and second period when the score is 1-1 is trying to tell the fans 
in Florida that they need to make noise. What? What? Why go to the games for? It's the freaking Stanley Cup playoffs. It's game one. You scored first, but it's one nothing. But I mean, you could have hear a pin drop in there. And the fact that Tampa won four to one, the game was close until about halfway through the third period, and the fans were just sitting on their hands. Wake the hell up, would you please? What a disgrace. What a horrible job by the fans in Florida last night. That was awful. I guarantee you one thing, you're not going to see that in the Carolina Hurricane Rangers series. You're not going to see that in the Edmonton Calgary series. I can guarantee you that. You didn't see it last night in the St. Louis uh, Colorado series. All right. I mean, I guarantee you, you turn on the TV tonight to watch the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. And then when you watch game three at Madison Square Garden, Okay, and then you watch the game tonight in Calgary, and then you watch games three and four in Edmonton. Then you're going to find out what it's like to be at the Stanley Cup playoffs. Because the history with both the Flames and the Oilers is absolutely huge. No, they're not part of the original six. We get that. But the Flames and the Oilers have great history. This is going to be one hell of a series tonight. I will not miss this series. I'll watch every game of this series. I think it's going to be, this may end up being the best series of them all. And that's saying something considering we just had three game sevens, all right? I think this Calgary-Edmonton series is going to be unbelievable. And obviously, when you talk about Edmonton, you're talking about Connor McDavid. I mean, he's the real freaking deal. Uh, but Calgary's well-balanced. This game, this series comes down to like a lot of series. It comes down to goaltending. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to goaltending. And this Battle of Alberta, is going to be absolutely unbelievable. You know, with Johnny Goudreau and Connor McDavid representing their respective teams, uh, they both are efficient, dynamic scorers. This is going to be a hell of a series. It's going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait to watch that series after the Rangers beat Carolina. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do it. And Bella, just so you know, I did not jinx your team, all right? Um, my friend from college, who I was there with, Brian McClellan, won a Stanley Cup in Calgary. So that's good luck, all right? No, I didn't jinx you. Gino Cavallini, also, who won a national championship at Bowling Green, played back in the 80s for the Calgary Flames. So, no, we're not – we are absolutely – not jinxing the Calgary Flames and the Chinook wins, all right? Wouldn't do that. I always tell the story of being up in Calgary and announcing the Canadian Football League for two years when Doug Flutie was the quarterback. And, you know, again, I didn't I didn't know anything about the Chinook wins. And then you, you learn about those wins real quickly. But that was so much fun doing the Canadian Football League for two years and going to all the great cities in Canada. Uh, but I used to love going to Calgary when Doug Flutie was there. That was great. That was, that was phenomenal. And Edmonton, you know, I got to give them credit. They sold out their stadium uh, for their games. And it was phenomenal. I used to love it. You know, I think probably the best, the best places were uh, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg had a full house, full stadium. I think the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I believe they were full when we went up there. 
Uh, and I did these games in the mid-90s with Jack Youngblood on TV. And they were great. I'm telling you right now, that was uh, Ottawa. Used to love going up there. Hamilton, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Whoa, boy, that place was rocking. But they, those were great venues. That was so much fun uh, to do the Canadian Football League. All right, let's get to uh, some other phone calls. And again, we all have to root for Calgary now. Uh, Ryan, you're on with Grant. Hey, Ryan, how are you, man? Grant, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. What's shaking today? Nothing much. Just doing a little bit of work, but uh, you kind of got me a little excited when you're talking about the CFL. Uh, tell us a little bit more about those days, because my dad actually worked for Fred Anderson, and uh, he was one of the pilots for the gold miners when they were yeah, here in well, Sacramento. Well, Fred Anderson was just a great man and did so much for uh, the city of Sacramento. And of course, you know, Fred and was basically Rancho Murrieta was Fred Anderson. I mean, he basically, right. you know, owned the town out there. But I'll tell you what I remember the most was the first ever CFL game I did was in Sacramento. It was a hot July night and the Sacramento gold miners were playing Calgary and Doug Flutie. And it was a huge deal. But it was one of those hot summer nights. The game started at six o'clock and I was doing the game with Jack Youngblood and they had the national anthem by the Sac State Choir. The gals were in long green gowns and the guys were in black tuxedos singing the national anthem. So we go to commercial break and I come back and I go, welcome back to Hornet Field. As we get ready, it's the gold miners, you know, and the da, 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 da. it's Grant Napier, Jack Youngblood. And Jack interrupts me and goes, man, is it hot up here? And I said, well, Jack, you know, it could be worse. You could have been on the field in a black tuxedo singing the national anthem and jack youngblood i swear on my life goes grant let me tell you something i'm up here sweating like a fat girl and i pause for like two or three seconds and i go folks that's young blood with a y and just moved on but how about that can you imagine if someone said that now in this woke ass day and age saying on you know radio or tv i'm sweating up here like a fat girl they would be taken off the air before the game started. But no one said a word back then. But I, I just could not believe that Jack said that on TV. <laughs> yeah, you would be canceled immediately. They probably yes. take broadcasts off air. They, they, they might. But, uh, you know, and again, that was also such a thrill to work with Jack. Because Jack Youngblood and I, was we were doing radio in Sacramento at that time. We had a show. And Jack's one of the nicest, most humble, uh, amazing uh, people that I've ever been around and his stories about playing uh, in that era with the, the LA Rams and their great teams and playing in the Super Bowl with a broken leg. And yeah, I, I used to love that. But my favorite part about, you know, doing the CFL was going to a lot of those Canadian cities for the first time, like Ottawa. Ottawa is a beautiful, beautiful city. And I had never been to Ottawa and you get it. We're up there in summer. So, you know, in summer, Canada is just spectacularly beautiful. Bella would know that. I mean, I've seen the pictures she puts out on social media from where she lives. I'm telling you, in the summertime, oh, man, Canada is the place to be. It is absolutely spectacular. Used to love going up to, to uh, Vancouver, but they played in a dome. Uh, you know, when we went to Toronto, they played in the Sky Dome. I love being outdoors, you know, in these stadiums like Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, uh, Regina, uh, Hamilton, Ottawa. Those were my favorite places to go. No doubt. And we actually, uh, or I was blessed enough to travel with the team and my dad to a game in Edmonton. And that was just a fun atmosphere. It kind of felt like Canada's Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah. The way yep. that everything set up and we had an excellent time, but it was cold as hell. when we were. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I believe that. Well, you know, towards the end of the year, it does get really cold. And uh, yeah, when you watch the Grey Cup very often, uh, it, it's very, very cold. But the Edmonton Eskimos, I mean, when I was up there, I don't know if they still have the same stadium, but because this was back in the 90s. Uh, but, you know, there was 50 plus thousand and it was packed to the rim. I mean, it was every seat was taken. I mean, it was great. They love their CFL. And obviously, you know, the history up there with that franchise uh, speaks for itself. Absolutely. Do you think there's anything that the NFL could take from the CFL in terms of rule changes or the way they play? Obviously, they're not going to expand the field or put the uprights at the front. Yeah, they can't. They can't. They can't expand the field. I think they would if they could, uh, but they can't due to the the way the stadiums are built. I think I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, obviously CFL was three downs. I don't think the, the NFL would do that. Um, I'd have to think about that a little bit, whether the NFL would incorporate anything from the uh, Canadian Football League. I, I'd have to think about that for a couple minutes. Yeah, those were fun times, though, having a team in Sacramento. Obviously, it started with the Surge, and then it turned to the Gold Miners. What, what was the league the Surge was in? It, it wasn't CFL. Uh, the World Football League. Right. I believe. I think it was won. the World Football League. And, yeah, and they, they won. won a championship, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I think David Archer was their quarterback, and then he stayed on uh, to quarterback the Gold Miners, the former quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely. Yeah, and after they ended up leaving, or after you know the Gold Miners were no longer, and they moved to Texas, uh, Archer went to play for the uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, and he was a great guy and he you know again he was really really good but you know playing in the uh, when you go play in the canadian football league and you're used to american football it's a whole different animal up there because you only have three downs the field's wider you know there were different rules uh i love the cfl i had a lot of fun doing it i actually enjoyed it uh was when i look back on it i'm blessed to say that i was fortunate and i really felt fortunate to be able to do that league for two years and i met some great great uh canadian announcers when I was doing those games. So, you know, that was part of it as well. I met some phenomenal people in the uh, Canadian media that I just was like, wow, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge hockey guy and a lot of the announcers that did the CFL did all the hockey games. And so I used to get to know them and I really enjoyed that. It was great. It was really, really nice. That's so cool. Well, I'm sure everybody listening, uh, except Bella, because I'm sure she's a CFL fan too is tired of us talking about this, but no, uh, she's, she's not tired. She's just hoping that I didn't jinx her Calgary flames. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's if, what so, she's hoping for. So if the jungle has karma, what's your karma? Uh, my karma is if you call my show, good things happen to you. That's my karma. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right, Grant. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Have a great one. All right. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, the... I remember when the Rangers played the Islanders and that rivalry and the Islanders were always better than the Rangers because they won those four cups in the early eighties. But the rivalry was, you know, the battle of New York and not so much with New Jersey Islanders Rangers were just phenomenal games. And then the, I'm telling you what you're going to, if you watch this game tonight with Calgary and Edmonton, like, I can't even begin to tell you how huge this is for Alberta. I mean, huge, absolutely huge. And if you want to talk about an environment, just wait till you turn the TV on tonight in Calgary and in Edmonton for game three. All right. Because they're shutting down Alberta for the next 10 days or however long this series takes. Okay. There are going to be a lot of people calling in sick for work. They're going to be a lot of people skipping school. There are going to be a lot of people that are basically saying, don't talk to me and do like Bella. Don't bother me for the next two weeks. All right. Seriously. That, that, that's exactly what it's going to be like uh, in Calgary and Edmonton. And there's not a big difference between these two teams. I mean, they are even Steven. They really are. They're really, really even. And the, I think this is going to go the distance. I really do. I hope it goes. To, well, actually, if it goes the distance, we may have to have a uh, ambulance standing by outside of uh, where Bella lives. Uh, and, and by the way, that would be a lot of fans. There might have to be ambulances uh, standing by. Because I'm telling you, this is going to be a heck of a series beginning tonight. It really is. I thought the Rangers Penguins was a hell of a series. Uh, but and I, I'll tell you, the Toronto Tampa series was amazing. It really was, uh, as were the series in the West, you know, with Edmonton, at the L.A. Kings, Calgary and Dallas. But this series tonight, it's the real freaking deal up there in Alberta. Make no mistake about it. And I think it's uh, Bella would be able to correct me, but she's not going to call me. But I believe it's about a three hour drive from uh, Edmonton to Calgary. So, boom, get on the freeway, three hours, you go back and forth. I'd love to know what the tickets are going for on the street for these games, big time. All right, again, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Hope you enjoyed uh, talking about the uh, NBA draft, the order, and now when you look at the mock drafts, which really is the only thing that you can go by right now in terms of what the quote unquote experts are thinking. But, you know, a lot of people that do these mock drafts have the Kings taking Jaden Ivey out of Purdue, uh, the shooting guard at number four. I know that some have Keegan Murray out of Iowa as high as three. 
Chet Holmgren is on everyone's top five list. I haven't seen anyone that does not have Holmgren on their top five. I can tell you this. He's not going to Sacramento. There's no way the Kings are taking a guy that's not going to be ready for three years. Like, that would shock me. That would shock me. I could see easily uh, – well, I could see Jabari Smith going one. I could see Ben Carroll going one. I could see Holmgren going one. I could see those three, but I wouldn't take Holmgren just because I don't want to wait. I mean, the guy's 190, 95 pounds, seven feet tall. You're going to take a guy that's 195 pounds? It's going to take him a while. And he might be, you know, we might look back in five years and say he's the best player in the draft. But I'm not taking him. I'm not waiting that long. Not waiting that long at all. So, you know, if you're looking at this from Sacramento's perspective, assuming that Bancaro, Smith, and Holmgren are off the board, because the majority of people have those three in different orders, but most have those three going. And then that leaves you with Ivy, maybe Shaden Sharp, Keegan Murray. Uh, and again, it's only, what, May 18th? A lot of things are going to change between now and the draft. I'm going to go back to what I said yesterday. If I'm the Kings, I would trade that pick. I would make a deal for a team that's salivating over one of those players that's not yet ready to take that next step. And I would go out and get an existing good player. I would package that pick with a player. And if if a team wants that pick, if a team wants that fourth pick, I'm listening and I'm ready to make a deal. I'm ready to make a deal. You got two years to a piece of bonus. I'm not waiting around. I am not waiting around for that. Not doing it. Excuse me. If I have a chance to make a deal and get a player that I already know can play, then I'm doing it. I, I'm doing it. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind I'm doing that. You know, we had a caller yesterday talking about would I take the fourth pick and De'Aaron Fox if the Blazers would give me Damian Lillard? Yeah, of course I would. Absolutely. But I don't think that's going to happen. Then we had another call, and I think we just talked to him, but I believe he was talking about Donovan Mitchell. I don't see the Jazz doing that either. I really don't. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on Listen App, and we're going to check in with Al. Al, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, Nate. Hey, nice. I bet you're excited to be able to talk to Bella and talk a little hockey, huh? Oh, love it. But you see, the problem is I got to wait until after Calgary beats Edmonton for Bella to call me back because she's superstitious. So she could talk to me uh, not on a game day. It would have to be an off day after Calgary advances to the Western Conference Finals. Then then she can call me. That's funny. I didn't catch her call. I got interrupted on something and I heard her at the end. She said she was shaking. She's shaking with excitement or just. Yeah, she's she's a diehard, huge, big time Calgary Flames fan. And that series, when you're playing Edmonton, uh, it is like the biggest thing, not only of the year, this is the biggest thing in years up there. I mean, this, oh, wow. is, this is the real freaking deal. So I get I get her uh, nervousness. I understand. I, I can oh, relate. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel when my Rams, you know, play the Niners, although the passion to me seems like, you know, from the Rams' perspective, it seems like it's all on the Niners' side. But, I mean, it does, uh, I, I, by the way, thank you for taking the, doing the lottery special uh, yesterday. Um, I had a question about uh, 
does Lillard and Sabonis do they know each other? Because you know people were talking about yeah, you know, of course they Grant. Did they play? They ever played before together or? No, but I mean, all the players know each other in the league. I mean, these guys okay. uh, are, are, yeah, it's not a big deal. Most of these players know each okay. other. I mean, they've both been on all-star teams, uh, you know, in the East and the West or whatever they do respectively. Okay. So, you know, a two-time all-star, Sabonis, Lillard's been an all-star. Yeah, they, they've been around each other. They know each other very well. Yeah. What about when do you think, you know, the draft isn't until like middle June, I guess. When do you think? Are the general managers going to like wait on it a bit, get closer to the draft before they might consider a trade, or how does that strategy kind of play no, out? No, no, they're all working right now. There's the Chicago Combine going on, and you know, so all the NBA executives are there looking at players. Generally speaking, generally, these big trades don't happen until draft day. Generally. Okay, and you like that kid Ivy? Because I was seeing a lot about the uh, prognostication on on him uh, being the pick a two guard. And one guy, one one media source said they liked the pairing with him and De'Aaron Fox. What do you What are your thoughts? What do you have any thoughts on Ivy? Yeah, I do actually. I'm having a guest on my show on Friday. That we're going to break down all of these players, and uh, so I'll ask him uh, about Ivy. One of the things um, he was a little passive in some games that I've heard about, but yeah, he mm. he has. Oh, by the way, just as a footnote on this, another reason why Bella is so hyped up and so nervous, I'm going to have you take a guess. Guess the last time the Battle of Alberta took place. What? Just give me a year. The last time Calgary played Edmonton in the playoffs. What do you think the year was? 1978. No, that's a good guess, though. 1991. Uh, All right. So okay. think about that. Alberta. Edmonton, Calgary, separated by, what, three hours or so in the car, playing in the playoffs for the right to go to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 1991. So you can imagine what it's like up in that part of the country in Canada. Well, good. That's exciting. That's an exciting time. That's a long time for two traditional – you know, franchises like those two teams, they've been in the league for a long time. So Canada, I guess, when you're looking for excitement with your hockey, you know, that's, you know, Canada, I think Bella probably was born with skates on. So, you know, yeah. you know, she, you know, they love their hockey up there. And I just want to leave you real quick. You know, that story you told when I called you yesterday, it was, it left me really sad when you, I asked you about your, one of your memories about the lottery and you said, when they drafted uh, Walt Williams and you were on the plane coming back and he said how his father passed, you know, a couple of weeks before. And that his was father a, never saw him play in the NBA. And never, uh, that, that really was a, and real quick, did your dad ever meet when he was doing the, did he ever meet any players or, you know? No, never, I don't believe so. Uh, possibly, but it would have been just, hi, how are you? Uh, if I were doing an interview and he was near me after the draft, possibly, but I don't, I don't recall. Now in Sacramento, he, he met a couple of the players uh, and yeah, but, but not, not on draft night. No. Well, good luck to your Rangers. Boy, if your Rangers yeah. uh, end up playing Bella's uh, Cal oh, Flames, you guys might have to uh, get security for each of you. Yeah, she won't be allowed to call my show then if that's the case. <laughs> she said she, she said she was oh. me. 
she said she would block me if Calgary loses tonight, so I would have to block her for that for the Stanley uh, Cup Finals. Oh, I love Rangers that man. and the Flames. Yeah, that's but, hilarious. That's funny. That's true. That, that's I didn't. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. How freaking unbelievable would that be? I'll tell you right mm -hmm. now. I'll take it. If you told me that the Rangers are playing the Flames in the playoffs, bring it on. Yeah. Let's do it. I and I guarantee yeah. you, Bella would take that too. Absolutely. You know. Oh yeah. And good, good luck. The Rangers been ninety four in the last yep. time for you guys. So you know, hey, let, and, and that your goalie. I saw the box score and I was watching the last five minutes of that game seven. I think the kid, the guy stopped over 50 shots from the, from the Penguins. Uh, yeah. The Penguins are a team that uh, has amazing firepower. And when you are on the uh, ice with Sidney Crosby and Evany <laughs> Malkin, generally speaking, you're going to have a lot of shots on goal. So you know, the reality is the Rangers were lucky to win that game seven. They scored a goal with five minutes left uh, and then had a power play to win the game in overtime. That doesn't happen very often where you have a power play in a game seven overtime. It was the correct call. It was the correct call, but uh, they were very fortunate. Hey, you know what? I'll take luck sometimes, a little bit of luck. Every championship team probably over the course of a season has, has to have a little bit of luck in their, in their journey. So good luck to your Rangers. Yep. Take care. Thank you very much. And uh, Chester can better be on his uh, game uh, this series as well. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Whoop. Sorry, we missed you there. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, again, when you think about 1991, it's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait to watch that series. I really can't. I'm really excited to watch Calgary and Edmonton. All right. If you want to get on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. And... You know, I know Bella's listening. So, Bella, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm definitely rooting for Calgary big time to beat Edmonton. You better be rooting for the Rangers uh, to beat Carolina. All right. Then we're only four wins away. Okay. From facing each other in the Stanley Cup finals. And everyone knows me. I mean, the Rangers, you know, in 94, I mean, I had a, a dream two weeks. I went to games three and four in Vancouver. Game five in New York, game six in Vancouver, game seven in New York. And oh, yeah, by the way, on the off nights, I was in Sacramento anchoring the sports on the newscast. OK, so, I mean, you think about those two weeks, that was absolutely one of the most amazing travel escapades that I've ever had. Going from Sacramento to Vancouver to Sacramento, red eye to New York, first flight out to Sacramento. Doing the sports on in the news, boom, going to Vancouver, coming back. Working one night, taking the red eye back to New York. That was crazy. You know, last time I checked, uh, you know, Vancouver and New York are not exactly close to one another. <laughs> you know, and going from Sacramento, you, which you can't go nonstop to New York back then. You can now. You would always have to. I would always change planes in Dallas. So take the red eye to Dallas and, you know, think landed, landed in New York at about. 9, 9.30 in the morning. Hang out all day. Go to the Garden. Thought they would win game five. Up three three games to one. I'm thinking there's no way. Take my dad to the game. Tickets were going for $5,000 a piece on the street in 1994. Rangers lose 6-3 to Vancouver. I could not believe it. Go to game six. The Rangers lose. And the game seven in New York. One of the great nights in the history of Madison Square Garden. And the thing that was amazing about that game, I was sitting 
in the yellow seats behind the goal, which would have been the third level up. And there's all these seats that are empty. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And finally, with like two minutes left in the second period, all of these people come to sit in the seats. What happened was the Vancouver Canucks had a second plane for the family members and they had a mechanical and had to stop in Seattle and they did not get to game seven at Madison Square Garden until almost the end of the second period. Can you imagine how agonizing that would be for the moms, the dads, the wives, the people you've been, I mean, think about that, the pinnacle of your sport, game seven, and you are on an airplane flying into New York and then dealing with the traffic, whatever airport they would have landed in, I would guess Newark, that had to be a nerve wracking, miserable, experience i'll never forget that i'll never forget i'm thinking to myself wow all these seats are empty and you know where i'm at because i got my ticket from george mcphee of the canucks and i was in the canucks family section and i was the only one there i'll never forget that until about two minutes left to go in the second period and i was like you know people were looking at me and i'm like is it me is that am i the reason why nobody is sitting near me oh my gosh that was something else but, uh, and then the Rangers won that game uh, three to two to win the Stanley Cup. That was some flight back to California the next morning. I stayed up the entire night. Fortunately, was able to sleep on the plane a little bit before I went to work. But yeah, that was, uh, that was also the summer of the O.J. Simpson Ford Bronco chase on the highway. Uh, it was also the Knicks in a lockout shortened season uh, in the uh, NBA Finals. So there are a lot of things going on that summer. Uh, for sure. All right. Again, if you want to come on before I wrap up the show on this open forum Wednesday, uh, we can do it. Really appreciate the uh, CFL question from Ryan. I I did enjoy that a lot. That was a great time uh, in my career. Enjoyed that thoroughly. Absolutely. And I just started uh, the radio show with Jack Youngblood and Tim Roy. So, you know, all of that was going on at once, doing that show, doing the Canadian Football League, doing the Kings and the basketball season. And then Not only that, in 95, uh, I did some San Jose Sharks games on TV. And speaking of Vancouver, the first game I ever did in the National Hockey League was the Sharks and the Canucks at the Shark Tank in San Jose. And it was so easy for me to do that game because I knew the Vancouver players better than I knew the Sharks players because I had just been at games three, four, five, six, and seven the year before and knew knew the Vancouver roster like the back of my hand. So that was, I was very blessed to have that as my first game, uh, doing the game on TV with Pete Stemkowski. Good old Stemmer. That was fun. That was the first NHL game uh, I ever did. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. How are you? I'm fine, Grant. How are you doing today? Good, man. What's up? Hey, I've got a question for you. Uh, we all know what's going on with Sacramento uh, with the draft, with the draft coming up now. Who do, you, who honestly do you think is going to be making that pick, Grant? I had no idea anymore. I, I really don't. I mean, uh, you know, we were led to believe that Monty McNair is really in charge of basketball operations, and then you see that Vivek Ranadive's daughter is named the assistant general manager with the Stockton G League team. Well, that tells you that Monty McNair is not fully in charge of basketball operations. So I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't. Uh, your your guess is as good as mine. And Grant? And, and Grant, you don't think that people uh, do not know that about Vivek? I mean, he's making his daughter the assistant GM and all the stuff that goes about, I mean, with people talking, you know, man seems like he doesn't care what people think about him. He doesn't. He, he does, but he doesn't. I'm, I know I'm contradicting myself. He is very thin skinned. He really does care, but it doesn't change what he does. Uh, he's extreme. He's an extremely stubborn person. I will say that he's, he's incredibly intelligent. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he is an incredibly intelligent man, but he is also amazingly stubborn for somebody with the intellect and IQ that he has. He is stubborn beyond belief. I would say that about Vivek. Very, very stubborn. And so when people try to tell him that he's wrong, he will not listen to them because he's too stubborn to admit that he's wrong. Grant, you think Vladi Divox had a problem with him? Um, I'm sure Vladi's not going to say anything, but you think something went down with him too? You know what? I am very good friends with Vladi and I know everything between Vladi and the organization and I'm not comfortable sharing that information. Okay, Grant, that's understandable. I mean, I, I just, I mean, Oh, boy. I mean, uh, we've been waiting. It, it may, I'll tell you what, it might be in my upcoming book, okay? But um, for right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that uh, inside me, okay? But I would also oh. say this. You know, you've seen Blotty <laughs> at two of the Kings games over the last two years sitting next to Vivek. So keep that in mind. You know, Blotty's mm-hmm. not the GM of the Kings anymore. And this year he was at a game next to Vivek. And last year he was at a game next to Vivek. So it's not like they're enemies or anything. I, I don't want to paint the wrong picture here. Right. I, I just um, I'm just waiting for that series grant with the Dallas yep. and uh, and I I just think what could have been grant. I mean, I, I just I mean, I know it, it's just very frustrating that that you always said, you know, pick the best player in the draft. And yep. Oh, my Lord. I, I, I just um, uh, yep. it's you know, just speechless. I hear you, Jerry. You take care. All right. Grant, you too. Thank you. I would also say I don't know of a human being on the earth that would be an enemy of Vladi Divac and vice versa. That's not the way Vladi is, you know, even when the war was going on and how difficult that was and the 30 for 30 that was made on Drazen Petrovic and what was going on with Serbia and Croatia and the war and what that was like. I mean, 
I've Vladi has shared a lot of those stories with me, and you just fully uh, begin to understand how blood, and I'll say that uh, they, they 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 were blood friends almost. I mean, they were they grew up together playing basketball. They were together all the time, and then. You know, if you were from Croatia or Serbia, you were supposed to all of a sudden be enemies, not speak to one another, not acknowledge one another. I mean, Vladi tells the story with Tony Kukoc. You know, they would always go out to dinner when they were together, and that was not happening during that period of time. There was no communication. And Drazen Petrovic, I mean, good Lord, I mean, he and Vladi were instrumental instrumental in opening up the doors for international players in the NBA. And Vladi and Drazen were inseparable. They were household names. They were legends in their respective countries of Croatia and Serbia. And what the war did to their friendship and then Drazen passing away in that automobile accident and the 30 for 30 follows Vladi through the toll booth and into Croatia and to Drazen's parents' house for closure and then out to Drazen's gravesite and then they have Vladi tell me on many occasions, you know, and educate me. And that's really what he did. He educated me on the war-torn part of his world, which I was, I didn't know. It was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Really was. That that 30 for 30, um, man, pretty amazing. I, I would highly, highly highly go look at that it's a uh, spectacular it's the the name of the episode by the way is once brothers once brothers and really it centers around the the friendship between vladi and Drazen. i mean they grew up as the mainstays on the yugoslavian national team and that 30 for 30 is just absolutely unbelievable I, I highly recommend, if you have not seen it, I would highly recommend looking at it, all right? I mean, if you want to learn a lot about what it was like being from Serbia or Croatia back then, um, great stories, all right? Great stories. You know, and they interviewed Tony Kukoc in there, and they interview everyone, um, but once friends, Incredible. And, and again, Vladi and Drazen never talked ever. And they were best friends. Now think about that. Best friends. Best friends. Like best, best friends. And they never talked again. I mean, amazing. You know that over 100,000 people died during the Civil War in Yugoslavia. 
over 100,000. Boy, that was a, go check it out, 30 for 30. Once Brothers, absolutely phenomenal job. That documentary, incredible. All right, uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow at three o'clock Pacific. Bella, go Flames, go Rangers. Thanks everyone for joining me right here on Listen Up. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.